let a whole lot of things distract us. But we say we in the spirit. Can I get him? Look at somebody says, don't leave a vacant spot. Look at that. For the devil to move. Leave a vacant spot for the Holy Ghost and fire to move in your life. Can I get amen? Look what else he said, and I'm closing. Look what he said, Brother Jackson. He said, we're passing by the burning bush. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And don't even see the fire. We're passing by the burning bush. And don't even see the fire. Can I get it, man? Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to be that burning bush. So he can burn in you and through you. Somebody say, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. God bless you. Glory to God. You need this mic. Ah. <laughs> hey.
while we're standing, we just want to go to the Lord in prayer and worship. We know there's a lot going on in our world today, even right here in our city. And we want to just petition God to step in on our behalf. Is that all right? So will you lift your hands and worship to the Lord? We just want to bombard heaven right now with the fruit of your lips. Will you speak to him now? Let the Lord know what you need from him. And lift that loud unto the heavens. We want to bombard heaven this morning with the fruit of our lips and with the supplication of our hearts, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. All over the building, just lift that up to him. Yeah. 
Lord. Let him know what you need from him. Petition heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Let the Lord know what you need from him. Hallelujah. We need him to intervene in this behalf. We need him to saturate this whole building with his glory. We have to invite him in. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let the Lord hear you. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Hallelujah. 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 Waymaker. My waymaker. My waymaker. My waymaker. My waymaker. My waymaker. My waymaker. thing before you see that thing, right? So we have to say it until we see it. We have to continue saying it until we see it. So if that's your testimony today, I want you to join in with us. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who that's your testimony. Lift that loud to him. One more time. One more time. Real loud. Real loud. Waymaker. that all is well with you. I greet you this morning on behalf of your event event planning committee just to give you uh, a few dates to place on your calendar. Uh, we've been busy getting ready for a couple of anniversary celebrations, but I specifically want to talk to you this morning about the pastor's anniversary. Amen? Amen. Thank you. So Pastor Dara has been here as our leader 
for 27 years. 27 years. So we all ought to be excited about that, and we should be preparing our hearts, and we should be continuing to pray for this man and his wife who uh, walks alongside of him, supporting him. Amen. Amen. So mark your calendars, save the date, put it down in pen, not pencil, put it down in pen, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, that weekend. Um, we will be meeting with the ministry leaders so they can come back to those ministries and tell you how we are going to celebrate him. But just know that we will do it first class in a way that we can honor this man for all of the work that he has done. Amen? Amen. So mark your calendar for June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Um, you can see the ushers for uh, a special envelope if you want to begin to bless, prepare your blessings to give to Pastor Dara and Sister Elizabeth. You can do so as well. We will also be coming to you for, with more information on our 100th year anniversary for the church. But we want to make sure that we recognize the man of God as well. Amen? Amen. So quick announcement just to mark your calendars for June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We definitely want to thank God for the under-shepherd of this house, who is truly a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Well, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is on the hill. It's now time for tithes and offering. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Return back to God what is rightfully his. The tithe is God. The tithe is holy. I would rather God bless the 90% than to have the 100% stolen. Wow. Wow. We'll, some of y'all will get that when you're on your way home. My God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the activities of our limbs, Father God. Father God, your word said you give us power. You give us health to get wealth. Father God, we thank you for it. We don't take it lightly. We don't even take it for granted, Father God. Whatever we get and have, it's because of you. We didn't wake ourselves up. We ain't keep our own heart beating. Lord God, it's all about you for seeing fit to allow our lives to roll on a little while longer. For your word say, a hundred years is as one day. And one day is at a hundred years. So, Father God, this day, we pray and ask and thank you for our daily bread. Oh, Father God, we excited. Father God, we love you so very much. For we know your word say we can do nothing, nothing, nothing without you. So, Father God, we give you this offering, this tithe, Father God. We thank you for Zion Hill being good ground to sow in. We have so many projects going on. Father God, we thank you for all the projects that you have bought into fruition, Father God, that you have bought the past. Father God, we thank you for the visionary that you have given us, Lord God. Oh, Father God, continue strengthening him, Lord God, like never ever before. For truly, we can say as a Zion Hill family, our best days are in front of us. They're not behind us. They're in front of us. For your words say our youth is renewed, our soul is restored. Father God, we thank you for this year of recovery. Recovery. 
recovery in the name of Jesus. We thank you for resurrection, restoration, and restitution. In Jesus' name, usher, come forward, please. Hallelujah. Thank you all.
everything. My everything. My everything. He's everything. He, 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 my everything. He, he's my everything. My, 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 my everything. My, 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 my everything. He's my everything. Shout for the, the right thing. Again, I want to say welcome to the house of the Lord. It is good to give God the glory. He is worthy to be praised. Glad to see our city councilman, Brother Gary Johnson. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for your leadership. Amen. It's all right to celebrate. You give honor to whom honor is due. Glad to see all of our pastors in the house. Pastor Greg Tinney, Pastor Benny Edison, we love you. Thank you for gracing us. Pastor Reed, today is the installation for Pastor Reed. Amen. At 3 o'clock. So this precious choir will be there to to worship with us and, and lead the worship service. I, I, I'm excited about what God's going to do. Amen. And so glad to see my colleague. Amen. Doc, will you please stand? You, you've been here. Ah, that's your lovely wife, too. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. And my sister works is one of the officers and leaders at Proctor Gamble. Amen. So we need every connection we can get for employment. Amen. And my brother is, is one of the leading professors at the university there. He's teaching biology, chemistry, one of those hard stuff that I don't, don't put my name there. <laughs> Do we have more guests in the house? We just want to honor you and celebrate you. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, I love you, sir. Please, amen. Please tell us who you are. 
Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen, Brother Robinson. And, and you know, I remember at the old church, what a blessing. And you looking good, brother. <laughs> to God be the... And this is your lovely wife. We welcome you. Praise the Lord. You are an evangelist. Come on down. Come say something to the church. It's always a blessing to have a preacher in the house. Let her greet you. Let her share with you. We welcome you. What a blessing. We honor you, woman of God. Thank you for being here. Amen. Yes, indeed. Praise the Lord, church. Give an honor to God. Amen. Um, it's a blessing uh, to be here in my husband's hometown. Amen. I always love to come back here. Um, my name is Evangelist Nisha Robertson. I'm from Long Beach, California. Um, my church, missing my church today. Um, Pastor Whaley, um, a man and the uh, Cornerstone Community Church out of Los Angeles, and Pastor John T. McCall out of Bethel Church in Pasadena, amen. And so um, we wanted to come uh, this morning uh, to just bring you greetings and love all the way from uh, sunny Cal. <laughs> And, um, and so I, I want to thank everyone for all of your worship this morning. It's, it's bringing such a jubilee into my heart. Amen. Uh, the word of God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of the things shall be added unto you. And when I seek the Lord, they say, Seek him while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. This is a, a, a present time to call upon him in this day, at this very hour, amen. Um, in our hearts, is heavy for so many people around the world as we see them struggling and going through, amen, even in our own backyards and homes, amen, seeing our family members suffer and go through. So it's a time for us to stay on our knees. If we can't get on our knees, it's a time to be able to sit in that prayer closet, amen. And that, that spiritual place in your home where you love to pray, amen, and give adoration and give all glory and give worship to God in your home, amen. Because it's not only here in the building, but it's throughout the week, amen. It's every day of your life, amen, that it has to continue. It's, it's even going on the job, amen, and, and being able to pray for others, amen, who are going through with their supervisors or administration and things like that, and that you don't know when every day is going to be a day where we're going to be able to to say there's a drill but maybe this will be a real drill one day amen because we know the lord is coming back amen praise god and so we have to be ready and prepare ourselves to be ready because he's coming back any day now praise god and and everything is done in decent and in order praise god and so I want you to know that even though we're not here, we're praying for each other in the spirit, amen. All of the body of Christ, all of the churches, amen, that's opened up the doors to Jesus Christ, praying together, amen, that, that the glory of God will manifest in every city, amen. Praise God, and that those who have hard hearts and those who don't know the Lord will come to know the Lord, amen, at a, such as a time like this hit the streets and the pavement, amen, 
knock on doors, amen, pass out tracts, amen, get those special days that you all have during the year, that's a perfect time to be able to invite someone to come out and celebrate with you, amen, so that these seats can be full again, amen, praise God. We love God, and, and I love you in Jesus' name. Please continue to pray for us, the Robertsons in California, praise God. And we really do love this church, and my husband always looks at it on, online, amen. He looks at the news and everything, <laughs> so he uh, his heart is here, amen. And so we, we just wanted to bring you greetings and just say that we love you, amen. I'm telling all his business, I know. <laughs> okay. God bless you. Praise the Lord, Zion Hill. It's good to be in the service one more time. It's good to praise him and give him the glory. Because can't nobody do us like Jesus. Can't nobody do us like the Lord. He said in his word, he would never leave us nor forsake us. That's why we praise him and we just exalt him. We lift up the name of who? We lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to be short. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to sing a short song because y'all always mean to sing and I'm going to sit myself down. Amen. But is God good? How often is he good? And I... He ain't, give me, he ain't letting me sing. So you need to talk to the Lord. That's all I'm going to say. You need to tell him about your trouble and believe that you have a father who loves you and who cares for you. He said he would never, I'm going to say that never leave you, nor forsake you. God is able to do whatever needs to be done in your life. You have a shepherd. He said, the Lord is my what? And I shall not what? If you, if you, if you just walk with him and talk with him and say, Lord, I'm your sheep. I need you to lead me, Lord. I, I need you to guide me uh, along the narrow way. And I know if you, that you're with me. And because you are with me, everything I need, I'll have. Because the song says, he's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. Might not come when you want him. But he's always right on time. So I stopped by this morning to tell you, if you haven't tried Jesus, my friend, my Lord and my Savior, today is the time to put your trust in God. To put your trust in the King of kings. For he is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen. You can help me. From the death. And he is Lord. Every knee. Thank you. And what else they gonna do for I was the choir director here and the musician here. That's why I like to direct when I come on. You know what I'm talking about?
Christ. He's Lord. Yes. He's Lord. He's Lord. Is he Lord of your life? Are you walking with him and talking with him? Are you listening to what he says? He's telling you he got your problem. He got your situation. And he's going to change it because he's what? church and he grew up in this community and he's a pastor over there in California. We welcome you man of God. We appreciate you. You and your wife. We're glad to see all of our guests. We all stand and just walk around, say hello to somebody. Just greet them. Love them, thank them for being in church this morning. What a fellowship.
Good morning and welcome to Zion Hill. There's a lot happening this week and we want you to be a part. So stay tuned for this week's announcements. On Saturday, May 20th from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., Zion Hill will host a basketball camp. That's right for boys and girls, grades seven through 12. It is for members and non-members, all are invited. For more information, be sure to check all of our social media platforms, or you can call the church office at 318-704-6900. If you need your car service, meet us here in the Zion Hill parking lot on Saturday, May 13th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., where we will provide fluid checks, change tires, tire pressure checks, and windshield wiper service repairs. Again, that date is Saturday, May 13th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Are you graduating this spring? Zion Hill would love to honor and recognize all of our high school, college, and graduate school students. Please contact the church office at 318-704-6900 to give us your name and where you're graduating from. Our media ministry is actively seeking volunteers to help bring the gospel to everyone wherever they may be by supporting our live streaming, producing and editing videos, videography, distribution, and social media posting. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to seven three two five six. That's seven three two five six. Well, that's our announcements for this week. Let's get our hearts ready to receive God's word. And until next time, we'll see you at the top.
Praise the Lord. Will you please stand with me for the reading of the Word of God? Again, we are grateful for all the praise report. One of our young ladies uh, assisted that direct our movie theater ministry. Her grandbaby, I forgot the young girl's name, praise the Lord, won incredible award in this community. And we are very, very grateful for that. Every time I hear good report about members of this church, it's a confirmation in my spirit that God is faithful to this ministry. There's another young man. Uh, he's the son of brother and sister Wales going to Tuskegee and amen. And uh, it's not because he's going to Tuskegee. A lot of our kids are going to college but what makes him unique is that he was able to earn $1.4 million worth of scholarship. That's, uh, that's incredible. Right from this house. We're grateful. Some of you bought homes. Some of you bought new automobiles. Some of you just got married. I don't know if the newlyweds are here. Brother Taji Lewis and his lovely wife. I'm just grateful. I'm, my heart is full of joy. All this praise report is a confirmation that the favor of God is upon this house. Amen. Amen. Open your Bible to the book of Genesis, chapter 22. I want to call your attention to verses 6 and verse 7. Genesis chapter 22, verse 6 and 7. And the Bible said, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Verse 7 says, And Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And Abraham said, Here am I, my son. And Isaac said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass withered, flowers fade, but your word will stand forever. Holy Spirit, Help your servant to proclaim your word. 
for without you, I can do absolutely nothing. Help your people to hear the word. Help our hearing. Help our comprehension. Glorify yourself in this house. Somebody came with a question. Lord, I pray that they will find answers to those questions. We pray for souls in the kingdom. We pray, oh God, that healing and miracle will take place in this place today. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Where is the Lamb? Where is the lamb? An average African preacher is a storyteller. And I have a story to tell today, right from the word of God. My brothers, my sisters, the passage I just read to your hearing in the book of Genesis it was written by Moses. God commissioned Moses to write what you just heard today. And ladies and gentlemen, this story, this account was written over 4,000 years ago. And amazingly, we are still talking about it. In that report, in that account, you find out that there was a man by the name Abraham. And Abraham was a pagan brother. He was worshiping a moon god. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a believer. He was minding his own business, doing very well. His family was doing well. They were rich. And all of a sudden, God visited him. And God told him, you remember the story. God said, I want you to leave your kindred, leave this neighborhood you're in, and I want you to go to a place that I will show you. And God said to Abraham, if you will do that, I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Well, amazingly, Abraham left all the luxury in his own home and moved to where God led him in the land of Canaan. And he found himself living in a tent. I can stop there and preach all day. This afternoon I'm going to be sharing at the church we are visiting about the call of God on your life. God called him, and he left everything and found himself in a strange land, living in a tent. You also remember about Abraham that he was married. But there's a problem in the marriage. They had no kids. Am I still in the book? And if you will recall, Abraham was 100 years old. 
And Sarah, his wife, was 90 years old. By the way, if I may take a few seconds to point out the best time for you to believe God for your miracle is when all hope is lost. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. When you find yourself in a situation that you know is now too late, human effort will not help you. You are a candidate for God's miracle. Why did I say that? Because the Bible says the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. If that applies to you, open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, they were hopeless. They were in a bad situation. They were too old. Nothing happening in the bedroom. In fact, that's why Sarah suggests, let's try to get a surrogate mom. Are you all still here this morning? And of course, you know exactly what happened. That led into all kinds of trouble. Then one day, God visited Abraham in his tent. God showed up with two angels. Actually, those of us who are theologians, we can argue and theologize and prove that those two angels actually were the trinity of God. God the Father was present. God the Son was there. God the Holy Spirit was there. So God showed up at Abraham's tent. And God told Abraham, tell your wife by this time next year, you're going to have a baby. The Bible records that when Abraham told his wife, guess what? Sister girl started laughing. I can relate to that. I probably would crack up too. Why is Abraham laughing? Why is Sarah laughing? Because she was skeptical about the promise of God. She had no faith to receive what God is saying. Because in the natural, she's 90 years old. I can stop there and minister to you because you may be here this morning and God is saying something to your spirit. But in the natural, it doesn't make sense. One of the greatest joy of being a child of God is to believe God for the incredible. The only reason why I'm standing before you today is because God did his own miracle. When this church was looking for a pastor, they had two people in the runoff. I was not in the list. But look at me, 27 years later. So there are things I said that are impossible with men. But when it comes to God, all things are possible. So the question this morning is, can you believe God for your miracle? God literally called her out. He 
He says, sister girl, why are you laughing? What's funny? Now she tried to cover up. She said, no, I wasn't laughing. God said, you laugh. There's a lesson there because the things that we do in the darkness. Are you still here? God sees everything. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not funny when you laugh at what God says. And many of us here today, we have missed a lot of miracles in our lives. Because we couldn't see ourselves as God sees us. I wonder this morning, can you see yourself blessed? Those of you watching on television, listening on radio, maybe you're in the hospital right now listening to me. Can you see yourself healed? Can you see yourself? I know they, they, they brought you in a bed into that hospital. But can you see yourself walking out on your feet? I dare you to believe God for your miracle. Believe God for the miracles in the life of your children, in the life of your marriage, in the life of your home. Don't look at the natural. I said again, God is telling Sarah, is there anything too hard for God? I don't know who I'm speaking to. But whatever you're going through right now, the ball is in your court. You have to make up your mind. You, do you just want to be religious? Or do you want to believe God for your miracle? I don't know about you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to believe God. Amen, somebody. Open your mouth. Whatever you're going to say, it's done. Say like you mean it. It's done. Your miracle is done. Your healing is done. Your blessing is done. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, it's the devil that will always be telling you it's impossible. I wish I could just go out with you and hang out with you and share my life story. Miracles after miracles. Things that I know in my knowing, my ability could not do it. But when God gets ready to bless you, no devil, are you all see here? No devil can stand in the way of your blessing. The devil will say to you, it's too late. The devil will suggest you're too old. Sometimes he, he will tell you, you're too black or you're too white. But if God be for you, who can be against you? Have you noticed one sign of your miracle is that you're still here? That itself is a miracle. You could have been dead. You could have been long gone. Some of you even went through COVID, but you're still here. Tell your neighbor, I'm a living miracle. God is good. 
He looked beyond our faults, saw our need, and blessed us anyhow. He is so good, he will prepare a table before you, even in the face of your player haters. Open your mouth, shout it, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says if you can believe, not few things, not some things. That's Mark chapter 9, verse 23. All things are possible to them that believe. I've made a, 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 a name in my home. Every time we're confronted with some problem, I tell them I'm going to sleep. What you going to do about it? I'm going to believe God. That's what I'm going to do. You do whatever you're going to do, but I'm going to believe God. And he has never failed me. God said to Sarah and Abraham, by this time next year, you're going to have your own baby. God even told them the name of the baby is going to be Isaac. So God already gone ahead of them. By the way, the name Isaac means laughter. You need to Google that. Ladies and gentlemen, I decree as your man of God that before this year is over, God will make you laugh. Open your mouth, shout amen. The things that the devil meant for evil God will turn it around for your good. Who am I preaching to this morning? We don't serve a dead God. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He will always be the same. I don't know about you. I'm looking for a miracle. I believe the impossible. God has proven himself to me. Over and over again, when I look back over my own life and see things that could have happened, things that almost happened, and by the grace of God, I'm still here. I say, hallelujah. Do I have a witness? I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. God is faithful. Even when we were unfaithful. So you remember how the story goes on. Isaac sure enough was born. And bless God, God proved himself that he is faithful to his word. Ladies and gentlemen, but when Isaac was about 15, 16 years old, all of a sudden, the Bible said, God tempt Abraham. Some versions say, God test Abraham. Some versions say, God prove Abraham. Specifically, the test was given in Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. God said to Abraham, take your son. Your only son. Well, right there, I would have stopped the conversation. Say, Lord, motion denied. Next. When God said, Your only son, 
I need Houston will go problem. Now, if you have two or three, then we can continue this conversation. But Lord, you gave me only one. But God said, hush while I'm talking. Take thy son, your only son, go to a place called Mount Moriah. By the way, Mount Moriah is about 50 miles from where Abraham was located. And he instructed him, go offer that son as a sacrifice unto God. Translation, take your son, go to Mount Moriah and kill him. If you were Abraham, what you just heard doesn't make sense. Why? Because it was the same God that told Abraham, look at the skies. Look at the stars. That's how many are your children going to be. It was the same God who took Abraham to the seaside. Took him to the beach. He said, look at the sands. He said, can you catch them? He said, that's how many your children will be. So Abraham did not understand what God is now saying to him. But one thing that blows my mind about Abraham, he was obedient. If you never hear anything else I have to say, learn to obey God in your life. Obedience births blessings. If you really want to see people who are being chased by goodness and mercy every day, these are men and women who learn to obey God. Many of us our miracles are shortlist because of a life of disobedience. The Bible said, Abraham, obey God. Imagine that brother traveling with this kind of heavy burden in his heart. And he had to walk for the, for the next 50 miles. Plenty of time. To feel the pain, to agonize on what is about to take place. But while he was on the trip, the Bible said he gave Isaac, the young man, he gave him the wood. Am I still in the book? He gave him the knife, he gave him the fire. And the Bible said they journeyed for three days. I wish I have time. Because that word, three days, that phrase itself has a lot of meaning in terms of things to come in the future. We're not surprised when Jesus said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. They asked him, Jesus, show us a sign that you're a Messiah. you the Messiah. He said, well, it's evil generation that look for a sign. 
But I'll tell you this much. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for how many days? Three days. So that's a whole sermon bike set. The Bible said Abraham and Isaac, they were joining, they were going on this trip to sacrifice his only son. And three days into the journey, he lifted up his eyes and he saw the place. That's something to shout about. Tell somebody next to you, say, neighbor, this year, you will see the glory of God. Say like you mean it. Say, neighbor, this year, you will see the glory of God. Three days into the trip, he looked up and he saw the place. I believe God, that God will show you the place where he can use you, where he can bless you, where he can elevate you to places you've never been before. I was, I met this brother in the Lord and I, he was visiting with me. He just became a new professor in the university and he was shocked when I told him I never applied for the job. And I become first president of the university. I never applied to be professor. And I became a professor. And he's listening to me. He said, Are you kidding me? God wants to promote you. God is in the business of elevating his children. If you are willing and you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. He saw the place. I don't know about you. I'm tired of wandering in the wilderness. I want to see the place. I want to see the glory of God. I'm tired of going through routines and religious activities that profits nobody. We need to have an encounter with God. I don't know about you. I've wasted too many years already in religion. I was born into in a denomination. Everybody singing kumbaya. There is no demonstration of the power of God in the house. Oh, it's good to be free. The test of a good church Ask yourself, what miracle is taking place in the house? It's not about how eloquent the preacher is. It's not about how, how good the choir is. It's not about the, the, the chandeliers and all the whistles and bells. Paul said, I've not come with eloquence of speech, but I've come to demonstrate the power of God in the community. That's what we need. If we're going to see real change in central Louisiana, we need men and women of God who are anointed and called to decree and declare things. 
Are you still here? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, I finally conceived. It took me a while. Every now and then I remind the devil, you should have killed me when you had a chance. I was a good Baptist boy. I grew up, I know Baptist religion. I know what they believe. I know all the principles. I say, you should have killed me when you had me. But it's too late now. You should have killed me while I was wandering the wilderness. You should have killed me while I had no vision. You should have killed me before I look up and saw the place. I'm trying to help somebody. Now I can see God's plan for my life. Now I can behold the glory of God. Can you see even angels around you? All day, all night. They are watching over you. A thousand may fall. Ten thousand by your right. The Bible says, as for you, won't come near you. And even when you go through, many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's good to know God will deliver you. It's good to know God will see you through. It's good to know when it's all said and done, God's will will be done in your life. He said, I have a plan for you. That plan is good. That plan is not of evil. The plan of God for you is to give you an expected end. The question this morning, can you believe God? I don't know about you. It's good to know God is on your side. After all my mistakes, after all my screw-ups, after all my mess-up, do I have a witness in the house? And God is still blessing me. Amen, somebody. God has a place for you. Touch somebody next to you and say, I can see. No more wondering, I can see the place. Now I've got direction. Now I've got a vision. I'm not there yet, but I can see the place. Many times when we're working on projects and we're about to build a, a facility that will cost $4.1 million just for young people to keep them off the streets, to keep them out of jail. I was on a ship when the Lord spoke to me. You see, the, there's a place inside the ship. I, I, I was ignorant. I didn't know about it. But I do notice we went on this church trip on a, on a cruise, and early in the morning, all the young people would disappear. You know, as pastor, you are in your cabin, because we, we got luxury cabin, me and my wife. But the truth be told, my eyes was all over that ship. That's what shepherds do. 
I'm looking to make sure every child that came with me, they're saved. I want to make sure that everyone I brought with me will bring them back home. So I've been looking for young people. Where are my young people? Then I discover one part of the ship where all the young people hang out. It's called arcade. Ain't no arcade in Africa. I never heard of them. But I got there and I saw all these young people, black and white, of all age group. And they're just having fun. Different machines, video games, video all, all over the place. And they will stay there all day, all night. And never come out. The Lord spoke to me. He said, son of man, why can't the church have a place like this? Prepare me a place where young people can come together. You don't have enough activities in your city. Your parish government cannot pay all the bills. God is big enough to pay some bills. Build you a place for young people. See, I didn't know how it's going to happen. I didn't know how much it was going to cost. But I can see the place. I can see. So sometimes I'm talking to bankers, I'm talking to experts. Thank you very much, sir. Sometimes I will pretend as if I don't speak English. Once you hear from God, confirm with no flesh and blood. If God said it, it is certain. I may not know where the money is going to come from. I may not know who's going to help me, but I know when it's all said and done, God's will will be done. Are you still here? Once he got a clear vision of where he was going, the next thing that happened to Abraham, he had to be separated. And this is true not just for Abraham, but for you also. I'm trying to help some of you pastors that are here. Once you have a clear vision of where God wants you to go or what God wants you to do, the next thing he would do is to separate you. Guess what happened? So he told all the servants that were traveling with him, he said, okay, <laughs> You folks, I want you to, to stay right here. Some of you, you've been delivered already. Some of you, you've been blessed. But to get to the real place where God wants you to be, he will have to separate you. He told them, stay here. Stay with the asses. Me and the lie. We're going to go up yonder to do what? To worship. So
so often, my brothers, my sisters, you got to be able to say to people in your life, God is calling me to a higher level. God is calling me to a higher place. And if you don't want to go with me, God is my witness. I had to have this conversation with my own wife. I love you, baby. But God is calling me to a place that is beyond the little village we came from. God who did it for Jabez was getting ready to amplify my voice. I was just a Baptist preacher, a country preacher in a little town that hardly anybody knew. In a state that is over number 50. But when God get ready to promote you, when he get ready to open door, now I'm speaking every day in Africa throughout Europe, many parishes here. I was in Monroe a few days ago. I could hardly get in any space to talk. People, one lady told me, I was going through the first 10 years ago. It was your ministry that got me through it. You know what I'm trying to tell you? God wants to elevate you. But before he can elevate you, he may have to separate you for something. And you have to have the courage to tell every cronies in your life. If you're not willing to go up with me, you stay here with the asses. That's what he told him. He said, me and the lad. We're going up, up yonder, to do what? To worship. I believe God is calling somebody here today. He wants to use you. He wants to elevate you. He wants to promote you. But he wants you to go up yonder. You know what it means to go up yonder? That means whatever level you are in right now. You can go a little further. Too many of us, we have become comfortable at ease in Zion. God said to Israel, you've been camping around this mountain for too long. It's time for you to move. Are you all still here this morning? Look at somebody next to you and say, I'm fixing to go up yonder. Go yonder in your worship. Go up yonder in your praise. Go up yonder in your thanksgiving. Go up yonder in your worship. Let every devil know you are fully persuaded that God is your rape. God is your strength. You don't have to settle for all this Mickey Mouse religion. You'd be amazed how many churches we have in central Louisiana. I was meeting with the planning committee for 100-year anniversary the other day, and I was sharing the statistics with them. 
We got churches in every corner. And yet the devil is trying to steal our joy and take over the city. And now we are, we are, we are turning to the government. How can you help us? The government? Really? Where is the Christians? God said, I'll give you power to tread upon every scorpion. You got power over every devil. God is my witness. God has to correct me yesterday. I was attending a graduation ceremony of our university. And I'm on the program, you know. I was on the stage, on the platform. And just before it was my turn to speak, then the, the speaker, the sound system, began to act up. And this ugly sound was manifested. And the first thing that came to me, I said, oh, Lord. Nobody will hear me when I get up to speak. Everybody's been speaking. No problem. And it was my turn. So the first inclination to me, I said, Lord, I don't like what I'm saying. This is not fair to me. So I pray to God. You know you can pray anywhere. Are you listening to me? I pray to God. I say, Lord, please stop this mess right now. When I get up there to speak, I want everybody to hear me loud and clear. I left home in the morning. I anointed myself with all. I said, no, this is, this is a spiritual warfare. Help me stop it. But I was shocked. When God said, no, I'm not going to do that. I gave you power to do that. That's it. Oh, my God. And I was shocked. He said, why do I have to do what I've been em- you've been empowered to do? And I didn't know what God got to me. You know, these are dignified people on the stage. I told, I told my leaders, I said, I'm fixing to stop this mess. And they're looking at me. They say, well, uh, the, 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 the leadership was explaining to me, no Coliseum had this problem. It's frequent. They said it's the air condition. And there's nothing they could do about it. They said they've been dealing with this problem. for. And something rises up in me and say, maybe that's the reason why I'm here. And <laughs> and I speak to that situation. I say, your servant is fixing to go up and speak. I don't need this distraction. People are already suspicious. What's he going to say? I want everybody to hear my voice. Hear conditions, sound system, any technical difficulty. Be still right now. My Jesus said it before he was. Peace be still. And God is my witness. Instantly. All the problems stopped. 
Oh, all of a sudden, I began to feel sorry for myself. So, look at all the blessings I've been missing all this time. I got this power. I didn't even know I got it. Many of you, you're praying to God, Lord, go, go, go to the Nakedis for me. Go to Los Angeles. Go do this. God is not your errand boy. Speak the word. Speak to that situation. If you will have the faith to speak to your own mountain, be thou removed, be cast out into the sea. Your God said you will have what you see. I got to try to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that many of us we've never learned to worship. Many of us we come to church, we observe worship, but we never worship. A real worship, ladies and gentlemen, will change your life. God is my witness. When you get into real worship, you may come with headache. You won't know where the headache went. Are you listening to me? Our real worship will melt every problem. Some of you come here looking sad. Some of you come here looking as if the devil's been having the best of you because you are consumed in your problem. But when you begin to worship, your pride, try to help somebody. No problem can stay in the face of true worship. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let me say this in conclusion. You see that man standing there, this way of telling me time is up because somebody is. I got to point out two things right quickly before I let you go. Number one, how can you kill your son and call that worship? He is going up there to kill that child. But he said, what I'm fixing to do is worship. I wish I had more time to expand on that. Because for every child of God, everything you, you're doing day by day ought to be a worship unto God. Even your job. On your job, you ought to worship. On the highway, some of the best places to worship is when you're cooking your kitchen. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let all your children see you in worship. Let all your co-workers see you in worship. Let the students you're teaching, those of you who are school teachers, let them see a spirit of worship in you. Everything you do, the Bible says, do it to the glory of God. And notice also, Something else. Abraham said to those folks that were staying down the valley, he said, stay with the asses. We're going up to worship and we're coming back. 
know something. And when you know that 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 your God will make a way and no devil can stop your praise. You can even praise God in advance. Don't wait till the battle is over. Right now you can shout. You can believe God for your healing. You can believe God for your miracle. You can begin to worship God knowing when it's all over. Me and the Lord, we're coming back. I refuse to die before my time. Tell your neighbor, I shall live and not die. Say like you mean, I shall live and not die. Greater you see that is in me than the devil that is in the whole world. My God shall supply. I got to stop. I finally got to my sermon. Those who are just introduction. The sermon is when Isaac said, I see the wood. I see the fire. I see the knife. Where is the lamb? That's what I'm supposed to be preaching on, you know. I'm saying to all Baptists, where is the lamb? You see, the church is too busy compromising. I'm saying to every Methodist, where is the lamb? I'm saying to every Pentecostal, where is the lamb in the church? It is if we take the lamb for every sinner to be made whole. It would take the lamp of God. John said in John chapter 1 verse 29, Behold the lamp of God who take away the sin of the world. What is it that can wash away my sin? There's nothing but the blood of Jesus. What is it that can make you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Where is the lamb in our worship? Where is the lamb in our preaching? Where is the lamb in our church activities? We are all busy going round and round in circle. The power of God is missing. I got to say this in conclusion. Abraham said to the young man, you want to know where the lamb is? The Lord, your God, will provide. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know what is it that you need in your life. I don't know where the shoe is hurting. I don't know what the enemy is trying to derail in your house. But God sent me all the way from Africa to tell you the Lord God will provide. The Lord God will make a way. Where everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Everybody stand to your feet. If you're that man, if you're that woman, and you're going to be honest with the Holy Spirit, and you say, yes, in this area, I need God to make a way. In this area, I need God 
to provide. Hallelujah. You're the one that God sent me to. Find your way to the altar right now. We've got to pray and believe God with you. The Bible says, two shall agree concerning anything here on earth. It shall be done of our Father. Silver and gold I don't have. I don't have religion to offer America. I tried that for myself. It didn't work. I've had experience in it. I gave up religion. I see a place. And when you're missing something, God is faithful. He will provide. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah. Lord God will provide. One of his name is Jehovah Jireh. Is there anybody here that can testify? He has provided for you before. Amen. I raised no Ain't no shame in my game. He made a way for me. If he did it before, he can do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands towards heaven. Father God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, the Lord Jesus Christ, for taking care of your church. Somebody is here today believing God for a miracle. You said even before we speak, you know what we need. Father, I stand in agreement with that man, with that woman. I pray, oh God, for a turnaround in their circumstance. A turnaround in their situation. A turnaround in their condition. I plead the blood of Jesus over that situation right now. Lord, I thank you. You are a miracle-working God. You've done it before you can do it again. You heal our body before you can heal us again. You heal our marriage before you can heal our marriage again. You made a way out of no way when we were unemployed, when we were on the soup line. Lord, you made a way. If you do it before, you can do it again. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the promotion. Thank you. Our children are coming home. Our, our spouse are coming home. Our loved ones are coming home. Thank you for open doors. Thank you for open windows. Every closed door by the devil, I command you be opened in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. You said it, we believe it. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men. What you, God, has in stock for those who love you. Somebody here loves you with all their heart. Do it for us. That miracle, do it for us. Lord, I thank you. That breakthrough, 
do it for us. Open every closed door. Touch our home, O oh God. Touch our children, O oh God. Help us to stand out among our peers. Promotion don't come from east or west. Promotion don't come from north or south. Promotion come from the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Somebody is getting ready to be elevated. I thank you for it. I thank you for promotion in this house. I thank you that we are moving up. We are a city set on a hill. We cannot be denied. We cannot be hidden. And we thank you for that. Somebody's child needs to be saved. Somebody's spouse needs Jesus. Somebody's family members need the grace of God upon their life. Father, we decree and declare salvation in our home today in the name of Jesus Christ. Send laborers into their vineyard, oh God. Lord, I thank you that you will send destiny help us. David was, became great king because Jonathan was in his life. Father, I pray for destiny help us on our jobs, in our life journey. Destiny help us. People that will come and push us into our destiny. Lord, I thank you for it. I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus. You said if we decree our thing, it shall be established. Today I decree and declare it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with your house. It shall be well with your children. It shall be well with your ministry. It shall be well with your business. It is so. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Come on, come on, come on. That amen is still under construction. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. One more time, give God your loudest amen. amen. It is so. In Jesus' name. Pastor, will you please come and close us up? I want to thank you again for you being in the house of God. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home, look no further. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. This is good ground. God is doing some awesome things in this house. And I want to invite you after church, after this man of God dismiss us today. I'll be staying right there to welcome any new member. We want you to be a part of what God is doing in Zion here. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Lift your hand toward heaven. Father, every hand lifted under you, we loose your angels to be encamped around us, to keep us, O oh God, from all harm and danger. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I speak the blessing of God over you and your household. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you.